0: Hey guys, what's poppin'? This is the Dallas Rays Podcast. I'm Spencer. And I'm Alexander. Today's May 13th. It's a beautiful day outside. It's nice, shining, wind going through your hair. 57 degrees. It's a great day for baseball, but it's even greater time to listen to our podcast. I'd like to thank all of our listeners and all of our followers for helping us promote our brand via Instagram and the podcast. As you always know, our goal is to promote the highest quality baseball content on the internet. And while you guys are
1: listening, or maybe after you're listening... Please go give us a follow at Delos underscore Reyes underscore podcast. That's on Instagram. We'll be posting and please like or give us feedback on what you think. And please, guys, stay healthy, stay safe and stand six feet
0: apart. The usual, like we said. So let's start with the news. We got an MLB proposal. So last week, we talked about the KBO, the South Korean Baseball Organization. They started playing via ESPN, ESPN2. It's called by those play-by-play commentators. But now, we got a chance for MLB to come back. Sooner than we actually think. So, this proposal has an 82-game season, So, roughly half of what we're usually used to, 162. No fans will be allowed in the ballpark until, hopefully, the end of the season. Most importantly... The playoffs. Exactly. The playoffs. The postseason. Talking about the playoffs... They're thinking of doing a 14-team playoff since it's a shortened season, since the records are probably going to be pretty similar if it's less games. Yeah. It's going to be closer. Yeah, because imagine if it's only like one half of baseball. Mm-hmm. It's basically what it is. So, it's going to be your traditional um, 10 from each, but so they're going to be adding two more from each side. Yes. To help count for that. So, it'll be seven teams per league. In the first seed in each league will get a buy, and the other six will battle that out. So that means no wild card, guys? Well, that will be the wild card. That will be the wild card? Yeah, they're adding extra wild card games. Oh. That, that's, what, that's what I've heard so far. So, like, it's still going to be the wild card rules. You're not going to have more division winners. You're going to have more wild card people available. So like the oh. people that we thought, like, oh, wow, they might not make the LB playoffs because there's not enough teams. Now there is. Mm-hmm. So I, personally, I like this idea for this season. But I hope, I hope it goes, back, hope to it goes back to normal. Yeah. Because what makes the MLB so prestigious as to other leagues is that it's only 10 teams that make it. That's what makes baseball so great is that you You can't be a mediocre team or a mid-level team and yeah. make the playoffs. You have to be top 10 out of 30. That's yeah. one, that's a third of the. You have to be top 33%. But besides that... Um, just as so we talked a couple episodes ago, they are running with the same idea of the three divisions. So if you're A East least, at you're most likely going to be in the same division. Yeah. Same with Central and West. You're going to get a lot of rivalries. A lot rival-ies. of rivals that you go against in other leagues, Yeah. you'll be playing against. It's a mouthful right um, there. The last thing for the proposal, they have a two-week spring training. They're hoping to start in the last two weeks of June. Yeah. It's not that far away, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Baseball's coming. I'm hoping, I'm hoping. And they're thinking a start date around July 6th. So right after Independence Day, you know, get your fireworks in the air, shoot them off a couple days later because MLB might be rocking and rolling and ready to go.
1: Now let's head into some sad news for us at Dallas Reyes Podcast. We, uh, us over here, we love watching the World Baseball Classic. It was supposed to happen in 2021, but they mm-hmm. have canceled it since all of this coronavirus pandemic. Um It will be played in 2023, so there's some light at the end of that tunnel.
0: Yeah, know. I mean, usually they do a six, as of last year, they had a 16-team tournament, and this past March, I don't know if they finished it, but they were supposed to have a, a qualifying yeah. tournament of five, five teams. teams. And Four, four were gonna teams were going to yeah. make it, so you just can't be the worst out of five. So, I mean, like, you know, but I don't know if they finished that, though. I don't know if they started it. But I do know that it was supposed to be a 20-team tournament next year. So I yeah. hope that they still go that same route. But uh-huh. the rosters are definitely going to change now. Yeah, because... It, you it, had a lot of older people finishing out in Palos the last one. Like Jose Bautista was saying, I want to be a pitcher so I can play for Dominican Republic. I don't think that's going to be a possibility in 2023. <laughs> yeah. There's too many prospects coming up in the MLB that are going to be able to take those spots. But we also talked about, in the past couple weeks, about right. a study. I believe it was by Arizona State University. They were going to... Use this study to find out how many MLB employees contracted COVID-19. And this is before they even got to the MLB. I'm sure some people were working for the MLB stadiums before spring training. Yeah. Because there is a process of moving all their stuff onto the planes from their actual stadiums. So, like, they obviously had to have employees there. But out of this study, 27 teams participated voluntarily. 0.7% 0.7% of the employees from the teams have contracted it. Now, it's only 39 out of 5,603. Now, I know, 39 is not a good number. You want zero across yeah. the board. Oh, but definitely. 39 out of that is is looking better than zero. Or no, not better than zero. It's better it's than, better than what it could be. And yes. we're also proud to say that nothing has happened to anybody. They're just positive. They're nothing, no one has passed away. So we're very happy to say that. As far as that study. And hopefully that number continues to go down. Uh, definitely. And MLB will be closer to starting. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the MLB draft. A lot so of people
1: you, are wondering about that. So usually, seasons have. So. Usually there's 40 rounds in the MLB draft. But there's, I don't know, proposal? There's proposal to move it down to five. To move five. it down to five. And this, the, the, the Tigers have the first overall pick. And meaning they will go through all 30 of the guys five times. They're trying to make it 10, I heard. Yeah, there's there's teams are
0: pushing for 10 instead. The whole reason behind this is baseball economy. Yes. So the regular, regular economy is obviously being affected by this. But there's also economy for every sport. Because you have to pay people to play. You got to pay people to, uh, you know, work for you. And then um, people, you get paid when people buy your merchandise or they buy for a ticket. Yeah. Um, so with that in mind... They're trying to decrease the spending that teams have to do. Yeah. Because they're not getting paid from when Spring Training ended until June starts. Unless you're buying their merchandise, they're not getting revenue because no one's going to games. So I'm all for it. Hopefully they do 10 rounds. I mean, I'm all for helping whatever we got to do to make sure that more people get drafted so yes. they get a higher paycheck. Uh-huh. Because if, like, all
1: of the undrafted free agents... Can sign for 20k. Yeah, and that's the maximum. And so it's like, no going to be on how many of the guys they can take.
0: Yeah. So it's basically first come, first serve. I feel like it's gonna be similar to the NCAA. So NCAA, yeah. everyone knows, as I wanna say next season, I don't know if it's quick like season, but I wanna say I know definitely in 2021, they're allowing college athletes to be paid and have agents to act like professional athletes. Yes. But as we've known for the past somewhat years, they've been under the table stuff. So it's like yeah, here's a full-ride scholarship. It's like, and there's also a house and a car for you and your mom to live in, like, while you're attending Duke University or whatever. That's just a random thing. I'm sure it's happening at multiple universities. Yes. But I feel like it's going to happen with this. Because like I said, it's first come, first serve. There's no restrictions. And it's only $20,000. Now, for us, that may be like, oh, it's not that bad. You know, the $20,000 paycheck, right? But for professional baseball player, it's not that much. Yes. So I feel like there's going to be some under-the-table stuff going on. Like, oh, yeah. hey, like, hey, the... Hey, Here's a twenty thousand
1: dollars, and I'll give you another twenty thousand dollars. Maybe a new entire like catcher setup with some gloves, with <laughs> no, some. that's bags. not
0: enough. That's not enough. But I, I don't think know. definitely. Those run for a lot, though. <laughs> yeah, definitely, someone's gonna happen with that. We're gonna see. Yeah, we're gonna see In what's happening. Last news piece: We're gonna, of course, be updating you. Besides regular news going around the world of baseball, we're gonna let you know if some players have been recovering. Now, like we said last episode, it's gonna be easier for players to recover. They're not being pushed. And shoved Like, oh, you need to play. We got to play. Like season starting. There's no official season start date. So players have been recovering at their own rate. And we're happy to say Noah Syndergaard, one of my favorite players in the New York Mets, also known as Thor, will be back for opening day next season. Now, he was originally slated to come back all-star game in 2021. Yeah. He's going to be back for the whole season, not just half. Like so No matter what happens this half season, or we're hoping it's going to be half season. Yeah. Nothing less. Because I don't see a quarter. I don't know kind if I could... Uh, I can't. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I, I'm still going to watch it, uh, I do not it. Wouldn't it wouldn't be the same.
1: Um, but like but... we have said before, this coronavirus gives more guys time to, like... Yeah, it gives them more time to regenerate and recover. To, like, 100%. It's yeah. definitely going to help everybody out. You know what that sound is? It's time for Alexander's Fun Fact of the Day. What Scott. has sp- got? So Spencer, Um... <laughs> How many you? There's a lot of balls, obviously used in a baseball game, right? Yeah. Um. So before that, they have to do something with the balls. They have to like inflate them like Tom Brady. <laughs> no, not that. But uh, they have to like put a special mud on them. So there's this mud that that okay. comes from New Jersey, that Yo. is designed to <laughs> it's take the Jersey. slick it
0: shine off of the new baseballs. So, so like, like when you watch apples. From the grocery store, You're like, yes. hey, don't eat that because they put the wax on it, and you could like, you know, yeah. eat wax. You have so, to wash. The, yeah, you wash off the. But
1: they put mud on it before so, you use it. Yes. Okay. So, um, I they, I mean. like I said, it gets a slick shine off of the baseballs. Um, the umpires and people like clubhouse attendants do this okay. before the game, and it's 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 not like a regular mud. Is It's like a certain type of mud,
0: but it's no one knows what it is. So does it give it? Sleek and shine, or does it give it grip? Or a little bit of both? Well, it gets rid of the sleek and shine. Oh, and gives okay, it grip. Okay. So it gets Wait rid of Wait a minute. It's get, it's get ri- So you're telling me umpires are using pine tar? <laughs> Hold up. Wait a
1: minute. No, no, no. Hold not up. pine tar, but All right. it's... No more Michael Panetta stuff here,
0: bro. <laughs> I ain't doing it. It's I just
1: getting afraid. rid of, like, that... You get a brand new ball, it, it might be a little, like, kind of, I don't know, slippery out of your hand,
0: you're so not, they put not that money. Baseballs are never shiny. Mm-hmm. That you makes get so like much like sense. Matt, I like got a brand new baseball balls. right there in my room right now. It's not shiny. Uh-huh. I have not touched it. It's still in the bag. Yeah,
1: so huh. you, every single ball, they, they rub it in mud.
0: That's cool. To so get like, it.
1: Baseballs
0: <laughs> are like pigs.
1: <laughs> I guess you say it that way, baseball but I definitely won't be eating a baseball. I will be oh, eating man. some bacon, though. All right, <laughs> yeah, I'll take
0: the bacon. I'll take the bacon. All right, guys, so now you've heard the fun fact of the day. You got our intro, the news. It's time to get down to the brass tacks and nitty-gritty of today's episode. So we were thinking, what can we talk about this week? Like, hmm, what would be interesting to talk about? Yeah. And we were thinking, wow, there's a lot of players that have actually played in the MLB and have been in other sports or possibly even drafted into multiple leagues. Yeah. So we went out and we picked our top four, which you're going to hear about. That have gone both ways. But then we also... There's a lot of honorable mentions that could have been put into the episode. So, we, of course, we did that. Yeah. We got the four. We're going to call them a four, big four. or final four, right? And in between each final four person, we're going to have a, uh, around five people that we thought could have made the list because of how well they've done or how well their name is known. Uh-huh. You gonna see some of these players have been drafted in multiple leagues and chose one league over the other. Then you're going to see other players went both ways. But let's get started. Let's talk with... Primetime Dion Sanders. Yes, the trash talker himself. The trash talker himself. He's known for putting his name out there. He, he has the stats to back it up, but he's trash talking a lot. Oh, oh yeah. He's got, he's got that attitude. He's got that great attitude. So he went to North Fort Myers High School in Fort Myers, Florida. He gets drafted his senior year, 1985, sixth round of the Kansas City Royals. He does not sign with them. Now, keep in mind, for baseball, he was an outfielder. For football, he's a defensive back, wide receiver, punt returner, kick returner. He did all of it. He's a fast guy. Nothing to it. Um, So, then he goes and tends Florida State University, in Tallahassee. In his senior year, or junior year, actually, gets drafted to the Yankees again in college, 1988, 30th round. So, his draft stock really fell. Uh Because 30th round of 40, you're still doing well, but you just got drafted. So he gets drafted to the Yankees. And then his senior year gets drafted fifth overall to the Atlanta Falcons in the NFL. So now, like we said, two-way sports players. So this episode, if you're a football fan, basketball fan, baseball fan, and, and some, some in yeah, NHL. A little bit of hockey we're going to have in here too. So stay tuned because you're gonna, every sports can be covered a little bit for the yeah. first time in, the baseball, in our baseball podcast. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be great. But stay close to me here because it's going to get a little tricky. I'm going to go through his MLB timeline, his NFL, and then I'm going to and I'm like, I'm actually, I'll just probably combine both. I'm going to try to keep you on the your steps because he plays for the same city for both sports. And he does yeah. it twice for two different cities. So it's going to get a little confusing, but I'm going to try to explain as well as I can. So, like I said, gets drafted his junior year of college and gets drafted again his senior year to the NFL. So let's start off his rookie seasons. He starts exactly the same year. So that's it's easy enough, right? He plays for the Falcons, 1989. Plays for the Yankees from 89 to 90. He's still in the Falcons. Then this work is interesting because 91 to 94, he plays for the Atlanta Braves, the same city as the Atlanta Falcons. Now, how did he do that? He actually used to have to go on a limo through traffic from practice or games from the Atlanta Falcons to go to postseason games for the Atlanta Braves. Yeah. Now, as far as the postseason, he made it to the NLCS, but he was kind of being punished because at first they gave him a helicopter the Braves were not very happy with the fact that he was coming from Falcons practices. He was putting football over baseball. But in reality, football was happening earlier in the day before baseball. We're not going to get into that too much. But he was kind of punished. He wasn't played as much because he was late to one of the first couple games in the NLCS. So the NLCS went over 5 In the World Series, he goes 8-15. That's a heck of a lot better. I believe it's 568 batting average. But they still lose. The next season, 1993, they made it to NLCS again to lose, and he only goes 0 for 3. So, as you can see, he was kind of being punished, wasn't being played a lot in yeah. the postseason. In the regular season, he was being played a decent amount. He knew what he was doing, he was going to the bat. But what's interesting about this, his last year for the Braves, 1994, he leads the league in triples with 14. So, for some reason, he wasn't maybe like some anger behind him where he just stepped to the plate. But he was getting those gap shots, and, and he still had fast, the speed. And
1: he, just he was run. getting
0: three bases. And to lead the league like that when you're a two-way sports star is really hard. Especially when it's, I don't want to call it a secondary sport. But he's more known for football than he yes. is for baseball. We'll say that. Oh. So, nonetheless, he finishes playing for both Atlanta teams the same exact year. So, it kind of stays easy for us to follow. This is where it gets hard. <laughs> Played with the San Francisco 49ers for football. For 94-95. Played with the Cincinnati Reds for baseball. from 94-95. Then he decides to play with Dallas Cowboys, 95 to 2000. While that's happening, he plays for the San Francisco Giants in baseball. Again, same city, 95 96. 96, he didn't play at all afterwards. And then from 97 to 98, he played Cincinnati Reds for baseball. Then he decides to take a break from 98 to 2000 and doesn't play baseball while he's still playing his last two years with Dallas. So while this is happening, from 2000 to 2001, he still doesn't play. He's playing with the Washington Redskins for football. He retires from football from 2001-2003 and in 2001 plays his last season since the Reds. So I believe at this point of his career he's like, "Hmm, I'm picking one over the other. I'm not doing both anymore." And that's where he went on and off. So he's retired after that one season at MLB. He retires at MLB forever. And after the after 2003, for 04 to 06, resigns with the NFL. Comes out of retirement, play play with the Baltimore Ravens. He should have been playing with the Ravens the whole time because
1: don't they have? Oh you know, no. I mean, he should have been playing with the Eagles because he could have just went and he should have been playing with the Eagles and Phillies because they have that stadium right next. Yeah, right to across the, the street. They
0: got that little trifecta yeah. going on: with Wells Fargo, Lincoln Financial Field, and um, Citizens Bank Park. Citizen there Bank you go. They're all in that right little corner. It's a nice place to visit. So for the NFL, he's a eight time Pro Bowler, six time first team All Pro. He played from when he was 22 to 38. For MLB, he played from 21 to 33. Similar timelines. Like I said, punt, kick, returner. From 1991, 94, 95, 96, 98, 99, he played on defense and offense in football. And he earned, I mean, besides being able to say he played in two different leagues, he owned a bonus of $13.2 million in his MLB career. Just on being paid. That doesn't include merchandise um, or or any advertisements or anything else that he could have got paid for. That's just base salary. So, of course, besides being able to live two dreams at once, he got paid. <laughs> so He got money. <laughs> yeah. He's a great player across both leagues, and nothing more you can really say about it, but like he was versatile. Uh-huh. Very versatile. Durable, and he participated in the MLB and NFL. <laughs> That's it for our first big guy. So now
1: let's head on to honorable mentions under the first guy. Um, I'm going to talk about DJ Dozier. So he's a running back and an outfielder. Um, he was, he was in the, he, he got drafted by the Tigers in 1983, mm-hmm. but he decided not to play. Then he got drafted in 1987. Okay. And by the NFL draft, 14th overall, he went to the Vikings, played until nine, uh, 1990. Yeah. Then in 1991, he went to the Detroit Lions and... After he finished that, he retired from NFL, but he decided to go to baseball. He played one season for the Mets. Didn't do that great, but he did okay. Okay. And he was number 42 across the whole board. Okay. So.
0: Yeah. Pretty decent guy. He yeah. Was able to go both ways.
1: Uh-huh. Um, now that I'm heading on to our second honorable mentions, because I have him too, I'm going to talk about Jeff Samarja. So in Notre Dame, he was an All-American wide receiver at Notre Dame. He was also a pitcher. For their baseball team. In 2006, MLB... He was a part of the MLB draft. Drafted fifth round by the Cubs. He played with the Cubs till 2014. And played he was with there a- for a while. Yeah, he played from 20- 2006 to 2014. That's, that's a while. Played with the A's in 2014. The White Sox 2015. And the Giants from 2016 to current day. Yeah. So, he could have been picked in the 2007 draft he was projected to go top 15 overall for what sport? For NFL. For NFL. Wow. So, but he decided to pick
0: baseball. What position was he again? He was a pitcher. He's and, a, he was a pitcher and a wide receiver. A wide receiver. Yeah, I can see that. He's he's really tall. He's yeah, blank. he's really tall. He looks and kind big. of like Randy Johnson, but he's a little
1: more bulky. Yeah. But he could have went in the 2007
0: Four. draft. Meanie. so he could have... Yeah, it's hard to make that decision to be like, what do you want to pursue more? Yeah. What will you make more money in? Do uh-huh. you care about the money? Do uh-huh. do you... it's, a, it's a big decision to make. And the uh, Cubs were able to convince him. They had to do yeah. a lot of convincing. I'm sure they did. It's like, hey, man, can you please... Can we... Pretty please. I mean, we are going to see also in the rest of this episode where we have a bunch of other players that more recently... Like, this is the recent guy. We're going to see even yeah. more recently as of this last season. You're going to see. But let's bring it back a little bit. All right. We got Kirk Gibson from Michigan State University, was a wide receiver and an outfielder for baseball. In 1978 was drafted in the MLB 12th overall of the Detroit Tigers. Then he was drafted in the last round of the NFL draft, the 7th, to the Arizona Cardinals. So, he chose baseball. We got another guy that chose baseball. Um, from 90, from 79 to 87, played with the Tigers, another number 23. Then he went to the L.A. Dodgers for a couple seasons, played a season with the Kansas City Royals, another one with the Pirates, then ended his career with two more back in Detroit. 1988, he was a National League MVP and Silver Slugger, and just recently, in 2017, he was voted in the College Football Hall of Fame. Yes, yeah, so he's not voted in the Baseball Hall of Fame, yeah. not voted in the Pro Football Hall of Fame because he didn't make it, but he was really good in college. He was an All-American wide receiver out of Michigan State University, so he was voted in the College Football Hall of Fame. Way after his college career, and I think that this speaks many colors about him. Yeah. In like 1984, 87, and 88, he made the ALCS and NCS. He won the World Series twice, and he became a manager for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Um, not as recently, but 2010 and 2014. In his second year in that five-year stint, he was the National League Manager of the Year. I mean, so he's doing something. So right. he, I mean, I don't, I still don't think, I don't. He's not a manager right now. He may be doing behind the scenes work. He could be like a quality coach yeah. for other teams, but right now he's as I know he's retired. But listen to the next guy, Jackie Robinson. I'm sure a lot of you guys know that. Yeah. From UCLA. He's a four star four sport five star, excuse me. Five star four sport athlete. There we yeah. go. In baseball, he's a catcher and shortstop. Basketball, he's a point guard. Football, a QB, track, long jumper. So- yeah, very versatile. He's everywhere. So, th- at this point, there was no draft. It was basically just a free agent. Because in 1947-1956, that was his career the book in Dodgers. Obviously, number 42. In forty-seven, National League Rookie of the Year. 49, MVP of the National League. From 49 to 54, became a sixth time in a row National League All-Star. He was inducted into the 1962 Hall of Fame class. And he made it to the World Series in 1947, 49 52 53 55 and 56. so he's a lot of experience but the Dodgers only won in 1955 and all six appearances in this World Series were against the New York Yankees so the Yankees were five and one against Jackie Robinson and the Brooklyn Dodgers but everyone knows about this guy yeah. I don't really need to say more he's a great player and he broke, broke the, the color, the color barrier doing. for baseball it wouldn't and be for most sports in wouldn't sports yeah too. it wouldn't be like it is today
1: uh huh. Um, now I'm gonna head on to our last one of this section segment. Yeah, honorable mention of this segment. Um, so John Lynch, who was drafted in 1992 MLB draft, he was second round by the Marlins. It's funny because he threw the first pitch in like the Marlins rebranding organization.
0: So instead, of, you're talking about Miami Marlins or Florida Marlins?
1: Uh, Miami Marlins. Oh,
0: okay, okay, I got you. Yeah, so Brandon, yeah. Yeah, and he only played in
1: 1992 mm-hmm. for for the MLB. Then after that, he went to NFL, mm-hmm. and he was a safety from 1993 to 2003 for the Tampa Bay Bucs, Buccaneers. And then in 2004 and 2005, he played for the Broncos. He's a nine-time All-Star and has won a Super Bowl in 2002.
0: Wow. Oh. Yeah, so he, he kind of made the right decision. Got a little taste of both, and then went yeah. with what he was probably better at.
1: All right, now let's head to the second big guy. I'm going to talk about MJ. So, obviously, or Michael Jordan, whatever you want to call him, Super Mike. Uh, he played uh, NBA and MLB. He's known for doing that. Well, he didn't play MLB. He played more minor leagues. Yeah, in spring training. But... Um, his, I'm going to highlight his NBA career right now. He's a Hall of Famer, obviously. Um, played in with the Bulls for a long time, 1984 to 1993. Then 1994 to 1998. Yeah, it took a brief stint. Yeah, 98. And then played again in 2001 and 2003 for the Wizards. Mm-hmm. So, in July of 1980, I think it was 83, his father... Passed away, he his father was actually murdered, um, and he his dad always wanted him to play baseball, well, since he was a young kid, and he signed a contract with the White Sox, and he didn't go through Single A, he went straight to Double A. And he also played with the White Sox in spring training. Mm-hmm. He didn't get off to a good start. He got his first home run. When he was his 54th at bat, and batted two hundred two, um, in one twenty seven games that he played. Okay. And he wanted to go to back to b- basketball because he he obviously did better.
0: Yeah, he was a the, better basketball player than baseball player, so, so it made went, sense for him to go back to Chicago. Yeah. and then finish all his career in Washington.
1: But great player overall in the NBA. Not the greatest in will be. Could have done better.
0: I, mean, I still got his jersey though. I'm not going to lie. It's a tough jersey. Number 45, the Chicago White Sox. I still got that. Well, let's move on to the next honorable mention. We got Tom Glavin out of Ballerica High School. We talked about him a little bit last week as far as best pitchers per pitch. He was a pitcher in baseball, but actually, a lot of people don't know. He was a center at his first hockey team. Now, he was actually drafted in 1984 NHL draft, fourth round, 69th overall to the LA Kings he could have played with Wayne Gretzky one of the greatest players in hockey history arguably so I mean like we said in last episode 1984 got drafted to the LB draft two times 10 time all-star four times silver slugger world series MVP in the 1995 Played for the Braves a little brief stint with the Mets back to the Braves and he was in the Hall of Fame in 2014 but our next guy we got Drew Henson or more really known for getting drafted before Tom Brady. Playing ahead of Brady in mm. University of Michigan. In baseball as a third baseman, football as a QB. Came out of Brighton High School, Michigan. Drafted 1998 out of high school to the Yankees, third round. He only played with the Yankees for two seasons. And it turned out to only be six or seven games before he went to go play football. Uh, he's a DH and third baseman in NFL. Got drafted 2003, the sixth round to the Houston Texans and it's, it's my belief he was only on the practice squad yeah and he was or he was released I think so. 2004 plays for the Cowboys and doesn't play against 2008 Detroit Lions so no matter where he went he was almost kind of like a backup and there's been a lot of like there's a documentary about just Tom Brady in general he was in it and he said that if he could have chosen again he would have chose baseball over football and he could have been a lot better at just focusing on one instead of doing two
1: I'm going to talk about Kenny Lofton for number three of the honorable mentions. He's played with 10 different baseball teams. Yeah, he's been around quite a bit. So <laughs> I'm I'm not going to, there's a lot of teams. I don't want to go through all the things. But he, in 1988, he played with the in the final four with Arizona.
0: Mm-hmm. And um, he was drafted 17. Well, let's clarify that. College. College, yeah, college college basketball, he was in the final four in Arizona. Uh, Let's not yeah. confuse everyone out here because you've got a lot of Arizonas, especially, uh, you know, we're talking about. <laughs> he was drafted 17th
1: round by the Astros, and the rest is kind of history. He has played, uh, like I said, played yeah. in 10 different teams. He's a six time All Star, five time Stolen Base Champion, and
0: four time Globe hey, Glove. Fast guy, and you know what doing. Yeah, he's doing. Defensive, yeah. and he's hitting the ball. Let's stay on the topic of basketball because if you're a basketball fan, you know exactly. What this guy is. His name is Dave DeBuchere. I believe I'm pronouncing that right. From University of Detroit Mercy. Now, baseball is a right-handed pitcher. Basketball, power forward, and small forward. In MLB, he played from 962 to 963. So, it wasn't that long. He played the Chicago White Sox. But, with that little stint, career ERA for that little bit of baseball, 2.9. 36 games and 102.1 innings. Not that bad for not playing too long. Yeah. Then is what everyone knows him for. Still drafted that same year, 1962, to the NBA draft, Detroit Pistons. Plays in them for six seasons. Goes to the Knicks, which is very famous for right uh-huh. in the metro area. Made in the 1983 Basketball Hall of Fame class. Was an all-rookie in his first year. All The all-rookie team, excuse yeah. me. Eight-time All-Star. Six-time All-Defensive player on the, the All-Defensive team. Two-time NBA champion, and he was on the All-NBA team in the 68-69 season. So if you like basketball, you know this guy. You might have known that his first season of baseball was the same first season of basketball.
1: Now I'm going to head on to our last guy, Ricky Williams. So in 1995, he was drafted in round eight by the Phillies. He played with them in their minor league system until 1998. Mm -hmm. Then in 1999, he was drafted fifth overall in the NFL draft by the Saints. He played with them till 2001, went to the Dolphins from 2002 to 2010 to 2010, my fault. <laughs> it's and, all good. It's all good. And it's ends his up. career in 2011 with the Ravens. He's a one-time Pro Bowl, one-time All-Pro guy. He's mm-hmm. he was a really good quarterback and he did
0: he did really good stuff. So, we're going to move on to our next section. This is strictly going to be quarterbacks. These are what we consider The top quarterback player right now that's also playing baseball. And then trickled under are just our top quarterbacks on the whole list. Whether they chose baseball or basketball or football. Whatever they chose. So let's start off with our big guy. We got Tim Tebow, okay? He went to the University of Florida from 2006-2009. Won two national championships. Within that four-year stint. Had 9,285 passing yards and 88 touchdowns. 2007 was an AP... Associated Press, Player of the Year, All-American, Heisman Award winner. The next year he won the Manning Award, and was SEC Player of Offensive Player of the Year. He also led the SEC in pass completion rate and passing yards per attempt throughout his whole stint as being a starter at UF. So he gets drafted in 2010. Let's walk through his timeline a little bit. 25th overall to the Denver Broncos. And he plays with them from 2010 2011. He makes... He's, now, get this fun fact. He is the only Broncos quarterback in all of Broncos history to win a playoff game while being drafted by Denver. Every other quarterback that, has, that have won a playoff game for the Broncos have been has traded. been traded. Oh, I never knew that. Yeah, think about it. Peyton Manning, John Elway, all traded. This is the only guy to actually sign with the team and get drafted. So nonetheless, he gets traded to the uh, New York Jets, right, for a couple picks. He plays two games for them over there. Well, he play, I mean, I'm sorry, there was two games for the playoffs. He plays 12 games for the Jets. Then he signs and is cut within two months. The New England Patriots 2013. Not signed with another team to 2015. The Philadelphia Eagles. He's signed and cut again within six months. So during this whole time, after being released by the Jets in 2012, he's an SEC play-by-play player for the NCAA. Um, back, uh, college, football yeah. games, not basketball. <laughs> so now that you heard about his football, let's go into baseball. Uh-huh. This is where it gets interesting because all of a sudden in 2016, it's very, he's very vocal about the fact that he would like the chance to play minor league baseball. The Mets are the first ones to bite and they get him. They signed into a minor league contract September 8th of 2016. They put him on the GCL team. For those who don't know, GCL, PCL are Gulf Coast League and Pacific Coast League. And there's DCL, the Dominican Coast League. These are all rookie leagues. These are like the prospects that are 15, 16 years old. So you got this old guy going in, hasn't played baseball since high school. The Mets gave him a chance. They say it was also the GM, Sandy Alston at the time. But then they also say it was Terry Collins. Terry Collins was very vocal. At that point, for 20, I want to say 2011 or 2013 to 2017, he was the manager of the New York Mets. He pushed for Tim Tebow to make it on the actual 25-man roster. He helped the development of this player. So 2016, like I said, played for GCL Mets. That's it, the whole season. 2017 gets promoted to Single A and Single A Advanced, the Columbia Fireflies and St. Lucie Mets. 2018 gets invited to spring training, then plays the Double A team, the Binghamton Rebel Ponies. Gets injured. 2019 Mets spring training invitee again, plays for the Triple A team and Double A team, Syracuse Mets and again Binghamton. Now this season he was actually invited yet again to spring training. So this guy's 32 years old. I see him playing a triple-layer double A, But as far as the minor league baseball, he's played 287 games, had 940 at-bats. He's had 200 hits, 107 runs in RBIs, 18 home runs, and a 2-2-3 batting average. I mean, he's good enough to make it for September call-ups. Yeah, He's definitely drawn in money for the Mets. As, as soon as he made it to the single A team, the Columbia Fireflies, he started selling number 15 Tebow jerseys on Mets.com. A lot of people have been buying those ever since. Yeah, yeah. And since he's a famous player before going to minor league, we're going to see what this same other people. He's able to make money for those minor league teams. They're able to uh-huh. have Tim Tebow nights, or they can actually sell their number and name on the back of the jersey since they're already professional in another sport. Um, just quick facts about this guy. Born in the Philippines. Like I said, only QB to get drafted by Denver to win a playoff game against the Steelers. And he has two laws named after him. The Tebow law. Whoa. Yeah, Tebow law, made in Florida. So those who don't know, he was actually homeschooled for high school. He played in high school as a quarterback, which meant the Tebow Law in Florida, made by the state of Florida, was allowing any athletic, any athlete in the state of Florida that can be is allowed to be homeschooled, can pick any high school they want to play, co- uh, not play college, to play any sport they want. And he chose his sport, football. Got the QB. Now he's got another law or say rule, and you have to have the Tebow Rule. For NCAA, so he just kept going with the rankings. We might as well give him a couple more. In 2010, he was caught. Well, I don't want to say caught. So he always used to wear black, um, not the fake eye black, but like he didn't paint it on. It was like yeah. the stickers. Yeah. Then he'd write the biblical references on them. It. it was like uh, Mark 16, stuff like that. He'd write it in uh, like a, a Sharpie, a white or silver Sharpie. NCAA found out that was happening and they didn't want anything religious to be shown because he's one of the top players, like I said, in college football at that time. So the Tebow rule banned anyone from wearing any biblical references on their face and eye black. So yeah, this guy's got two laws named after him. So he must have done something right. Yeah, had to. Um, like I said, this is one of our current players still playing in minor league baseball. Hopefully, he makes it to the major league. I hope he can make his dream true. And if he's good enough, hey man, Mets should pick him up. I mean, they already got him in AAA and Double A. So let's see what he could do.
1: Yeah. Um. But now we're heading on to our honorable mentions. Uh, I'm gonna talk about Tom Brady. So, you guys might have not known, but in the ni- in the nineteen ninety five MLB draft, the Expos tr- drafted him. Montreal Expos. Montreal yeah, Expos. Because drafted that's the him. the Nationals now. Eighteenth round. He did not go. That was out of high school. He did not go, and he stayed. He went through college, and in the two thousand NFL draft, he was drafted sixth round as by the Patriots, and the rest is history. Played with them till twenty nineteen, and now he's going to the Buccaneers. See what he
0: does there with his uh friend Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, right? he
1: came back out of um retirement. He's a fourteen time Pro Bowl, six time Super Bowl winner, uh three time MVP and three time all pro. So definitely a good guy.
0: Talking about present well yeah, we'll we'll stay on a lot of present day quarterbacks. Let's go to Kyler Murray, very famous for what he did. Alright, so he went to Texas A&M, then transferred to University of Oklahoma. At both schools, played football as a QB, baseball, he transitioned between a second baseman, shortstop, and left fielder. Now he's very famous for um, getting drafted in 2018, ninth overall to Oakland Athletics. And soon, scouts had to realize that he was going to pick one sport or the other. He even said himself, he did not want to be a two-way sport player in professional sports. Gets drafted first overall 2019 at Arizona Cardinals. He has him a weak deadline. The, the whole press, he's like, give me a week. I'm going to tell everyone what my decision is. It, it's like one of the most crazy weeks as far as the athletics go yeah. and the Cardinals. Because the athletics paid him, I think it was like $1.2 million sounding bonus in 2018. And they said, all right, you're allowed to finish college and then make your decision. At that point, he said he was going to play with athletics. And then he changed his mind. Maybe for the better, maybe for the worse. We don't know yet. But he played for one season so far the Arizona Cardinals and he chose football He's been compared to Russell Wilson because of his height. They're both 5'10", both fast. He's basically a younger version. I wouldn't say he's better than him when they both got drafted. We'll talk about Russell Wilson later. But I don't think they're both at the same point when they both got drafted. Nonetheless, though, he also got to play in the Cape Cod Summer League, went 269 and got 10 home runs while he was still in college. And that's something to be proud of. Yeah, definitely. Let's move to the next guy, though. A little older, but you guys are going to know him. Troy Aikman. You might see him being a play-by-play commentator. And broadcaster. But he actually played baseball and football. He actually played baseball and football was a QB. Came at Henrietta High School, Oklahoma. Drafted and offered a contract. Out of high school by the Mets in 1983. Denied it. Said he did not want to play baseball. It went even further though when he went to the University of Oklahoma and transferred to UCLA. So in Oklahoma, his the baseball coach of that team was actually a scout for the Miami Marlins. And he said, well that's not Florida Marlins. And he was good friends with the football coach. And he told him, he's like, hey, man, would you want him to like let him play baseball? I was like, yeah, okay, you can play baseball. They gave Troy Aiffman the great and They said, you can play baseball and football. You can be a two-way sport player in college and choose one when you're done. He said, no, I want football. I'm not going to play baseball. So, of course, he went on, Hall of Fame class 2006, had a career from 1989, first overall pick to the Dallas Cowboys to 2000. 1997 Walter Payton Award winner, three-time Super Bowl champion, and a six-time Pro Bowl quarterback. Well, I guess he did the right thing. Then. For him, I guess he chose the right He knew what was happening. All right, now I'm going to talk about Dan Marino. So,
1: m- m- some of you guys might not know. In 1979, in the MLB draft, he was drafted fourth round by the Royals. He decided not to play, continue his – that, that was his senior year of high school. He tried to continue his uh, college career. Got drafted in 1983 by the NFL Draft, 27th overall by the Dolphins, and he played with them till 1999. Hall of Famer, one-time MVP, nine-time Pro Bowl. He's he's just really a stud. He's one of those guys that like is is in the pocket strong and he'll he'll hit those spots. Yeah, he
0: was definitely a strong point four. Yeah, Miami. Um, but
1: now I'm gonna talk about John Elway, who also in the 1979. And will be draft 18th round by the Royals. So, if Dan Marino and John Elway both played, like, accepted right out of high school. Yeah, got signed. Got signed. They would have both been playing on the same team, most likely.
0: Wow. Dude, that would have been crazy. Two quarterbacks? going, They could have gone both ways if they really wanted to. Yeah. That would have been very interesting to see.
1: Uh-huh. Wow! But also in 1982, he got drafted again in the MLB draft, second round by the Yankees, declined it again. 1983 NFL draft, first overall by the Colts. He did not want to play for the Colts, <laughs> so he threatened the Colts to play for the Yankees if they didn't well, trade gave him an away.
0: He was like, hey man, you better trade me, I don't want to play for your team, I'm going to go baseball. He, so He's like, I already done it once, I'll do it again. They ended up
1: <laughs> trading him to the Broncos. And obviously you guys know had a career over had there. Had a great career. Played till nineteen He's now the guy running business over there. Yeah. He's nine time Pro Bowler, he's a Hall of Famer, two time Super Bowl mm-hmm. champion, and one time MVP. So they, he he they made the right choices, I think. Yeah. They definitely the made the right
0: choice, trading him away. Cause then who knows, maybe he would have been a better baseball player. Yeah. That's the thing about this list. We have no idea what's gonna happen or what could have happened.
1: So now, now let's talk about the last big guy, Bo Jackson, Bo Knows. Um, he was in the 1986 MLB draft, fourth round by the Royals. I guess the Royals like picking a lot of two-sport guys. Um, he played with them until 1990. Then in 1991, he went to the White Sox, took a break. Then in 1993, he played for the White Sox again. And in 19, he finished his career in 1994 with the Angels. He's a one-time All-Star. And he, when that All-Star game, he was the All-Star MVP. That's for MLB. Now for NFL, he was drafted in the 1987 87 draft. And by the se- 7th round by the Raiders. He denied... W- when In 1996, he was also drafted first overall for NFL, oh. but denied it. Because he wanted to play baseball. Well, I, mean, I guess you know you
0: won, right? And he did well in both, so.
1: Yeah, and he he played three sports in college at Auburn, um, which was track and field, baseball, and football. He was a two two, winning two state dec, dec, dec decathlon Decathlons. titles, throwing multiple no hitters because he was a pitcher in college. Um, for the baseball team. And playing on both sides. Offense and defense. For football. For football playing almost every um, hike, I guess. Yeah. And um, he turned down like the first overall, like I said, to be picked in the MLB. He won the Heisman Trophy his senior year at um, Auburn. And he's a one-time Pro Bowl for the NFL. He's known for playing with the Raiders. And he played at the same time with Deion Sanders. Uh, They both were the two star athletes, and it was pretty crazy because no one was seeing MLB and NFL at the same exact time. Two guys were doing it. Exactly. And it it was pretty interesting to look it up.
0: So we got our last set of our honorable mentions here. We'll start off with Satchel Page. Some may know him, some may not. He was inducted in the 1971 Hall of Fame class, a two time All Star, and 1948 World Series champ. He was a pitcher for baseball. He played the Cleveland Indians, St. Louis Browns, Kansas City Athletics. Now, the last two teams may not sound familiar because he played from 1948 to 1965. So, a little bit different atmosphere from where we are right now. But, the other sport he played was basketball. And he was a forward for the Harlem Globetrotters. Yes, it's not really a league. Um, The Harlem Globetrotters, for those who don't know, it's a team of, I'd say, like 20, 40 guys that split up and go across the world on a world tour and they basically do their own I don't want to diminish it it's still competitive like you have to be really good to get it but they do their tricks uh-huh in um, game they do the tricks in game and then they have they play against the always the same team the, the uh-huh. generals uh-huh and he played with them in 1965 the right after his last baseball season that fall So our next guy we got which you're going to know Russell Wilson came from NC State transferred to University of Wisconsin Hey, football is a QB. Baseball was a second baseman. Six-time Pro Bowler and 2013 World Series. I'm oh, sorry. Super Bowl champion with the Seattle Seahawks. He got drafted in the third round in 2012. He's been with them ever since. He's been their go-to guy. Uh-huh. As far as MLB, he was drafted fourth round in 2010 while still being in college. Two years before the NFL. To the Colorado Rockies. Plays with the short season team that same year while being in college. Tri-City Dust Devils. Which is, like I said, short season, only like 65 games. Uh-huh. Next year, plays single A, Asheville Tourists. Again, still in college. 2012, does not play. 2013, is traded to the Texas Rangers. Played double A with Round Rock Express. 2014, invited to spring training. Now, at this point in 2013, he's already on the Seahawks, so he's still doing both, but minor leagues. Spring training, 2014, with Texas again. Then in 2014, after the spring training, he's promoted to the triple A team while still playing for Seattle Seahawks. 2015, spring training. Then, again, goes to AAA. But then he is traded for cast considerations to the Yankees sometime in between 2016 and 2018. Now, 2018 goes to spring training and then ends up on the AA team, the Trenton Thunder. And he's invited one last time, which was last season, 2019, to the New York Yankees. But it was known that they didn't want him to be on the team anymore to play professionally baseball. He he actually also retired, but they signed him onto a deal and like brought him in just because they wanted the mentality of championship uh-huh since he won championship in 2013 with seattle he wanted to be the management of the yankees wanted him to be around the players like aaron judge yeah you know they wanted him to be john carl stan he wanted to be around those players like season them a little bit with some championship knowledge how to get there and i mean so far it's helped yeah <laughs> they've done they've pretty well floor.
1: um i'm gonna talk about the next guy frank the hurt thomas he went Big to, dude he went to <laughs> auburn on a football scholarship. But he changed it to baseball. And um, he was drafted in 1989. And then will be drafted 7th overall by the White Sox. Which I'm glad he chose baseball because he's big guy and he did some big things. He's a Hall of Famer. Two-time MVP. He has won a batting title. Four-time Silver Slugger and five-time All-Star. Played with the White Sox, the A's and the Blue Jays, And just an all-around guy. Now I'm going to talk about Tony Gwynn. Who in 1981 was in the NBA draft 10th round by the Clippers but also in 1981 was in the MLB draft 3rd round by the Padres he chose to be to be in the MLB draft chose chose baseball over at basketball he played with the Padres his whole career to to um from 1982 to 2001 he, in 1981 he played in minor yeah. leagues mm-hmm. he's a five-time gold glover he's a hall of famer 15-time all-star eight-time batting title winner, and seven-time slow, silver slugger. So,
0: he obviously made the right choice. Yeah. We got our last guy here. Kind of saved the most interesting, not most interesting, but most versatile for last. Yeah. with the St. Paul Central High School in Minnesota. We drafted in 1973. In the, well, you know, let's start off, let's keep going first. University of Minnesota, for college, he played for baseball, he's a right fielder and right hand pitcher. Football, he didn't even play in college. Basketball, He was a forward. So, what's interesting about this guy, he's the only guy to ever get drafted to four different leagues, but it's three sports. He never played in the minor leagues, and he got drafted to all four leagues in the same year. 1973. So let me walk you through this. NBA draft. Fifth round. Atlanta Hawks. ABA, which is American Basketball Association at that time. Sixth round. Utah Stars. MLB draft. Fourth round. This is actually before that. Sixty-nine. He got drafted at a high school. Fourth round. Barrels from Orioles. He denied him. So again, 1973, seventy-three. Fourth overall pick. It was up from the last round to the first round. The fourth overall to the San Diego Padres. And I get this again. Didn't play football in college. Gets drafted the seventeenth round or seventh round. My apologies to the Minnesota Vikings. I don't know how that works. <laughs> I don't know how but you it do works. It. He got drafted and he didn't even play college. Didn't play football in college. I guess he had some good high school yeah. years. So he played with the Padres, the Yankees, California Angels, uh, Toronto Blue Jays, Minnesota Twins, Cleveland Indians. He's number 31, was retired with the Padres, was in the 2001 Hall of Fame class, 1992 World Series champion with Toronto Blue Jays, 12-time All-Star, 6-time Silver Slugger, and 7-time Gold Glover. I mean, like I said, only player to get drafted before everyone leagues. No one's ever gotten close yeah. to that. At most, maybe three, but like it's not like he like. How do you get drafted by two different basketball leagues in the NFL when he never played college football? And you got drafted in the last round, like what? And then the MLB, yeah, well, It doesn't make sense. I'm to glad me. he chose
1: MLB yeah. because he was a great MLB player.
0: All that's gonna do for us here at the Dose Rays podcast. Like, thank you so much for listening and tuning in to episode six. We had a great time researching, getting to know these guys. because We learned a lot about these guys. Yeah, some of them we didn't know. We had to do a little more research, a little more digging. Suddenly, we did know some stories behind them, some of the stats. We we learned a lot. We hope you learned a lot. Like always, we want you to stay healthy. Uh, Follow us on Instagram at Delos underscore Reyes underscore podcast. Let's bring baseball back. Peace out.